Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Bill McGraw. He's the author of uh, multiple books on mercury, on aluminum. He is into, I mean, I would say he knows extensively probably about a dozen alternative healing therapies that he has tested and used on himself and on others to help them with uh, with their conditions. Um, I've had him on the podcast multiple times to talk about the different modalities of healing that he is engaged in. Today, we're going to talk about uh, EMF, you know, electromagnetic frequency and how it affects organisms, including obviously the human body. So welcome back, Bill. Thanks for coming. Thanks very much for having me back. It's great to be here. Uh, well, tell me uh, about EMF, maybe go into the history of it and uh, you know how people first started harnessing it and using it and the you know, we'll lead up to today. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you one question before we get started. When do you think was the first time that the electromagnetic field of the Earth was disturbed and we started experiencing uh, EMF negative effects? Disturbed? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm sure the magnetic field fluctuates. I don't know. I suppose, I guess, every uh, however many thousand years, I guess it also inverts. Right, but I'm, I'm going to ask you, artificially created EMFs, when do you think that started? By accident or on purpose? I don't know. The, the date 1881 pops into my head for no reason, but who knows? <laughs> You'd be the, one of the very first people that would say that. Obviously, you, you're a smart guy, you know a lot of things, but the average person would say, wow, when the cell phones came out, that probably, and they're right, you know, 1996 was the introduction of really the advancement, rather, the advancement of cell phone towers, and they really, really played a big part in creating negative electromagnetic fields that disturbed all kinds of metabolic processes in the human body, such as immunology and their circadian rhythm, causing insomnia. But I, you know, I couldn't believe this, but you'd have to go back to the year 1860, and this is the year that telegraphs first came into being. Now, it's insane to think about this, but if you had a telegraph line, which is non-powered, it basically works off static electricity, it would actually disturb the electromagnetic field of the earth, the Schumann residence, for 2 to 12 miles. And that's a non-powered telegraph device, telegraph Ooh. line. So, and further look into that, anxiety disorders that affect one-sixth the human population currently did not exist before the 1860s. And this was the year the telegraph wires first enrich the earth. And there was no hint of it in the medical literature before 1866. And that's from the book called Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, which is an amazing book on EMFs and the beginning of EMFs. And so this resonated with me, no pun intended, because I had seen a number of people who had a lot of heavy metal toxicity, and they were so affected by EMFs that whenever they were around a smart meter or an E or Wi-Fi or a cell phone tower, they would experience anxiety and restlessness, uneasiness. And so I totally understood this. And when people were able to eliminate heavy metals from the body, they had less of an effect. And when they were in the presence of strong Wi-Fi fields or 5G or, you know, smart meters, smart meter. I had one woman who was full of heavy metals that every time a smart meter went off 
at three o'clock in the morning, she'd wake up and have this anxiety. And it was like clockwork, no pun intended again, but smart meters would cause her all kinds of distress. And so I think the heavy metals just absorb electromagnetic radiation and create increased electromagnetic fields within the human body, disturbing the meridian pathways, causing blockages of the meridian pathways, and also interfering with with nerve transmission, neural standard neural transmission. So that's something I had to deal with personally in treating people who were affected by, by the Wi-Fi technology, which extends all the way back to 1860. Now, the funny thing about telegraph operators is that they suffered from heart palpitations, dizziness, insomnia, weakened eyesight, headaches, exhaustion, depression, anxiety, and eventually many of them went insane. Yeah, and that was telegraph. That was a simple static electricity device, which basically, you know, created uh, alternate rhythms in in a metal line from, you know, miles away and so on. And so that was it. In 1956, there was not a single telegraph operator that didn't experience nervous fatigue. Uh, And so realizing this, I immediately popped into my head that anyone who was overtly sensitive to EMFs would not have survived the introduction of negative effects of electromagnetic fields. Uh, They wouldn't have survived. They would have died out. And everybody today that's surviving in amongst, you know, that's, we're talking 2 billion people that are exposed to negative effects of magnetic field radiation. So Wi-Fi, right, and phones and medical equipment. Every time you're on a plane, you're getting exposed to massive amounts of electromagnetic fields. You're talking- Why why is that? Why is that on an airplane? It's not just the Wi-Fi, but what is it that exposes you to a lighting EMF? Because of all the electronic, massive amounts of electronic devices create electromagnetic radiation that negatively affects the human body. Without it. In fact, that's probably contributes to people's anxiety because this is a machine that's got so much going in terms of electromagnetic fields that it just, you know, that's you're not allowed to use a, a cell phone on the plane. It's going to interfere. Well, there's all this electromagnetic fields going on inside the plane that negatively affect you. So that's part of why it's just everywhere. Now, it's in, in 5G is so much stronger and a different, more dangerous millimeter wavelength that was actually used as part of a military, you know, as a weapon. So originally there's patents for that going way back. And so that was a, a problem. So anybody who was overtly sensitive to electromagnetic fields beginning in 1860 was weeded out of the population. They died. So what we have now is a whole bunch of tough Wi-Fi, tough EMF tolerant people, but it's still affecting them. You know, uh, well, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. even today, though, there are people that are sensitive to EMF or have weird things happen. That's right. Hey, I'm not, I, I don't feel sensitive to it, but. I remember uh, we had a TV where I would go near it and go, shh, 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 and you kind of act up only well, when I went near it. So, let me it, ask Or you. when I have electronic devices, they break much easier than most people and break sooner. It's weird. Well, that's sometimes the sensitivity and sometimes your own aura can cause that. Sometimes people go under street lamps and they go out. It happens to me every time I go out at night, I'm either under a street lamp or driving around one and it goes out. And I ask people, do you ever have that? No, I've never, I've never seen that. Are you sure it's happening? And I say, yeah, it happens all the time. But that's, I'm, I'm a bit of a weirdo. But anyway, so yeah. But let me ask you another question. For once, I'm asking you questions. <laughs> uh, how much do you think electromagnetic radiation has increased from 1860 to the current day? I don't know, uh, five orders of magnitude. I'm sure it's a lot. How about a billion times a billion? That's how much Wi-Fi has increased since 1860. Or let's say before 1860. Let's let's just call it before we had the disturbance, any disturbance. That's how much it's increased. So when you say that, well, I, I'm around. Yeah, you're around. But the thing is like a trillion, 
times a trillion freaking much increased in terms of the magnetic fields that we're around. And so we're becoming more and more resistant. But the fact is, it affects us so much more too, having said that. I want to go into the influenza deaths. You know, if we go back to 1890 was the first big spike, according to the graphs that I looked at. From, say, 1850 to 1890, there was hardly any deaths from influenza. That's uh, 40 years. But in 1892, thereabouts, there was a huge rise in deaths from influenza. And this, the same year, there was a big spike in solar cycle activity due to sunspots. So if you remember the coronal mass ejection that made the news, this was the Carrington event, which wiped out all the telegraphs about that. But they quickly got back up. I mean, you know, they fried all the any and all simple electronics, but they got them back up and running in a hurry. What was the Carrington event, by the way? The Carrington event. I heard it, but I don't remember. Well, it it was just an event, uh, extrasolar radiation coming from the sun, a sunspot. And so it just, all this radiation came towards the earth and just fried simple electronics and disturbed the entire telegraph system, which was a simple system and and vulnerable, obviously, but all electronics are vulnerable to major sunspot activity. I mean, it can be powerful, so much so that it reduces the immune system of the average human being, making them much more vulnerable. So if you look at sunspot activity going back from 1750 to 2000, and then you look at the occurrence of massive increases in deaths due to flu virus, you're going to see that every time there's a spike in flu virus, in particular the 1918 Spanish flu, you're going to see that there was a big spike in sunspot activity and solar radiation. And then, so that's a regular cycle. So the flu virus is not a random event, even though we look at the flu virus, where does it come from? Well, supposedly it comes from mutating in duck ponds in China because of the lack of hygiene. So these ducks basically pass around this mutated flu virus and then it supposedly flings itself all over the world. So you would think that, well, that's somewhat of a random event. I mean, it just doesn't happen every single year. It happens such and such a year, but that's entirely not true. The presence of these flu viruses flows up and down along a track like a regular roller coaster. I mean, it follows a normal distribution. That's not just not random. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. What, what modulates things like that then? Well, this it's it's modulated by sunspot activity. When we get major uh, solar radiation, it decreases the immune system and we get major outbreaks of flu virus, which is likely... 50 years ago, people probably said, well, you know, maybe there is no virus now today. Do you think that can, that uh, coincides with the seasonality of it? Because I know in the summer, we're actually further from the sun, you know, in the northern hemisphere, and the light is more direct. But I guess in the winter, we're closer. Right. So it, that's right. I mean, would, wouldn't we experience less solar activity in the winter? That's correct. But there's also other things. You're in an enclosed environment. You're closer together. In terms of being able to pass pass the flu around, there's less vitamin D3 production. You get less fresh fruits and vegetables during the winter. You know, half the time you're living on stored 
you know, foods or more processed foods. There could mm. be more stress indoors. Everybody's going back to school. There's more stress involved. There's definitely more stress and, and decreased immune system. But I think all those things play a part. I, I think you can't you can't really ignore any of that. But also when we're inside more, we're also experiencing more effects of Wi-Fi radiation. I mean, let's face it, people don't go out every day during the, the main winter. I came from Pennsylvania. I didn't go out that much during the winter. It was too dang cold out. But during the summer... Well, also, too, inside people's homes now, they have, you know, like wireless routers. They have all kinds of electronics. You bet. I guess a large magnetic field from the coils that are in the their refrigerator. Sure. You know, induction ovens, all kinds of stuff, right? Absolutely. Inside your house is normally a whole bunch. It's a jungle, a Wi-Fi jungle. There are devices which we'll talk about, such as Scalar Field, uh, Spooky 2 Scalar Field, which does uh, scans and treatments for all kinds of diseases. Actually, that is a pretty strong scalar field, which can be measured. And uh, being in that scalar field actually reduces the, the effects of Wi-Fi radiation as well as any other magnetic radiation. So there is ways and means of dealing with that. But certainly, I was surprised to see the incredible correlation between sunspot activity and 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 the outbreak of flu. I mean, and I think that's what's bringing people around to say, well, maybe there's no such thing as virus. It's all based on uh, magnetic interference, which I don't agree with. I'm not about to negate hundreds of years of the science of virology. I mean, I've I've I'm a standard scientist studying oh, medicine. But, uh, why? Okay, so in addition to sunspot activity, you know, maybe modulating these things. What about you know we're in a grand solar minimum, solar activity in general, not just the sunspots. You know we. From what I've seen with charts, I mean, we appear to be in a, I guess, in a period where the sun's activity is uh, incredibly low. Right. I don't know if that's correct, but I mean, what what do you see now for the next few years, given, you know, the, the part of the sun cycle that we're in? Well, yeah, I think there would be less of an effect and our immune systems would be less affected and the flu virus consequently would go down the number of deaths and the number of those affected. Absolutely. You see that in the standard, basically the standard curves on the flu virus, such as 1910, was a very low year for the flu virus. Now, keep in mind, 18, by 19, let's say 1960, when we had our first big bump in flu viruses, like 25 times the normal. You have to understand that the, the telegraph was in full swing. Uh, telephones were in full swing by 1920. And we had all this extra electromagnetic radiation from these things and the disturbance of the Schumann resonance. Every time the Schumann resonance is disturbed, we experience problems with insomnia you know, uneasiness, anxiety, uh, fatigue. I mean, it's been well documented. So there's multiple things going on there. But in terms of when there's a, you know, solar mineral, lesser solar radiation, certainly uh, we, we're less affected and our immune systems are, are less affected as well. So I would think there was, you know, less problems with that. So is there any way to gauge the average EMF load that someone is getting throughout the day? Like where do they get most of their EMF exposure? And how can they mitigate it? Where you know how will it help them if they do? Well, I I think that you know there's meters that measure magnetic fields. Uh, there's a tri field meter that you can get off you know, Amazon or any any other things nowadays. They're electronic, but back in the day we had regular analog meters that you could go up next to Wi-Fi routers or even computers and measure the increase in and in, uh, magnetic fields off these devices, and they would decrease drastically the further away you get from them. Say within a meter, you couldn't measure it anymore. You know, self, but we now we have cell phone towers. You know, you have the 5G. You have, like you mentioned, so many more electronic devices. You know, there's, a, you know, I just bought an alarm system based on Wi-Fi, and it has likely increased my, my magnetic field uh, radiation. It just further extends it. Now you've got Wi-Fi extenders, and you can have Wi-Fi out in the yard. I did when I had my experimental aquaculture farm. I, I had a Wi-Fi extender, and I, 
I pulled out the Wi-Fi out into the farm. That wasn't a big deal. And then I was getting Wi-Fi out there with my Wi-Fi devices, my surveillance devices, cameras, and anything you wanted. That was part of a Wi-Fi based. You could you could basically have it out there. So there's so much more increase in that now. I mean, it's very typical home. So is it, you know, if someone gets up, let's say they go to work, you know, they're commuting at work, they're exposed to Wi-Fi on their commute. You know, cars now, some of them have Bluetooth, you know, the onboard car computer, you can have Bluetooth in the car. Again, at work, there's plenty of that Wi-Fi stuff. At home, there's plenty of that stuff. So I guess people are just constantly bathed in it, right? That's right. We What we have is the Internet of Things, per, you know, that's reported by, you know, various agencies. Oh, we have to have the Internet of Things where everything's connected. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. 5G is going to happen whether you want it or not. You might as well just accept it and deal with it and like it. But it's going to add millions more radio frequency transmitters around us, which was resulting, like you just said, I mean, talk about hitting it right on the head. You're going to be bathed in it 24 hours a day. You know, the only way you're going to be able to get out of this is by hiking in the woods, in the mountains, and and going in the ocean like I do. Well, uh, my favorite time in my life uh, is to be around coral reefs, to be diving and around those fishes that come up to me and look at me and give me strange looks when I take their picture. I mean, I that's my favorite thing. And I just feel yeah. so good when I'm in the water, when I'm in the ocean. And some people experience the same thing. I used to experience the trout fishing in Pennsylvania. When I was in the water, I mean, I was just in another world. And the, and the forest, the same thing. Some people, absolutely, they're, they're a different person when they're in the forest because they're just so happy. I mean, to be around the living things that will have their own frequencies, which affect us, which are very beneficial, rather than being around these these man-made devices, which are, are detrimental. And nobody nobody's going to say to you, oh, well, you know, I'll tell you, you're, you have a 5G deficiency or you have a Wi-Fi deficiency. Nobody on their right mind is going to say that. Everybody knows it's, it's ne- negative, it negatively affects us and it's bad for it. Nobody's going to say that. Nobody's disputing that. You might have somebody who's going to say, well... It's not as bad as everybody thinks, but the truth is it, it, it actually is. It's it's really bad for us. Now, we, we talk about devices. Scalar energy devices will negate the f- effect of the EMFs like the Wi-Fi. So they're a plug-in device. So this, yeah, I was about to ask you about that. What what would you know help restore a person's health besides just staying away from it? I've been, is there any active way to help yourself to overcome the effect? Absolutely. Of Two things. One, spooky to scalar device will actually protect you and actually boost your normal fields of your meridian pathways and the cells of your fields. So that's PEMF technology. We spoke about this before. And also the scalar field provided by the Spooky 2 equipment. Those scalar fields that a lot of people sleep in, they're the strongest scalar fields you can get for that price. And they will not only protect you from the EMFs, but also they'll enforce your natural scalar energy of your meridian pathways and cells. The BEMF device do the same thing. They actually increase the energy of the cells, increasing ATP production, and also uh, the, the energy of the cell, increasing pH. You know, Dr. Jerry Tennant talks about this quite a bit in his book, Healing is Voltage. I've studied his work. I talked to his people that he works with in interviews, and it's, it's wonderful fun because they're on a whole nother level. Of well, what, what is this? What does PEMF and all this help you do? Well, pulse electromagnetic fields provides energy for the cell. It increases the voltage of the cell, allowing cell membranes to function more normally. The increase in oxygen transfer across the cell membrane, uh, increase in nutrients, increase in minerals into the magnetic field. Spooky2 has a PEMF mat, which is called Miramat 
which you can find on spooky2-mall.com. And you can use my coupon Bill1020 to get 5% anything off there. Those PEMF mats, which you can just sleep on, will energize cells and remove the oxidizing effect, the free radical damage effect of Wi-Fi. And you can do that just at night, sleeping on the pad, and it will remove the negative effects you experience during Wi-Fi. What about how, turning... How does it appear to do that? Well, it just re-energizes cells and provides energy for cells. It provides antioxidant activity. So you can, one of the big things in Wi-Fi is it increases inflammation and free radical damage of cells because it just has a negative effect on the human body. So by taking antioxidants or by sleeping on a PMF mat, you can reduce the effects of Wi-Fi radiation. Of course, you can turn the dang thing off at night. People aren't, you're not using your cell phone in your sleep. All right, so put the cell phone in the other room and turn off the Wi-Fi and sleep on your PMF mat, and very likely you won't have problems. Hmm. Okay, so what, I don't know, like what other innovations in EMF understanding of how it affects the human body, what, uh, what some of the newest nuances or things that you've learned about it? Well, I mentioned EF, EMFs disturb immune function, okay, but they also stimulate allergic and, and uh, inflammatory responses. You know, inflammation is a cause of all chronic disease. They interfere with tissue repair. They have a big effect on biological processes. And, you know, the standard Wi-Fi exceeds safety limits now. So I think that it's something that really everyone's going to have to deal with, like we mentioned. So the scalar energy is one. And also there are other devices like remote technology using the idea of quantum entanglement. We have, Spooky2 has programs that detoxify the body from EMFs by using frequencies. Certain frequencies, I mean, we're just talking standard frequencies, can detoxify the body from electromagnetic fields. We can run these programs through the remote technology. So by exposing frequencies to a piece of DNA, such as a fingernail, which lasts about 30 days, we're able to affect all the rest of the DNA of the same type anywhere in the universe. This is known as the quantum entanglement. So if I'm here in Panama and I have your fingernail and I put it in one of my machines, it affects all your DNA no matter where you are. Now, some people have a hard time putting their head around that, but I did 10 years ago. I said, well, this is the way it is. It's kind of like, you know, I have to accept this or I can't move on in my scientific career. And I did accept it. I saw it happen thousands of times and I said, okay, but there are examples. For instance, if someone receives a kidney from another person, they sometimes take on the characteristics and personality traits of the person that gave them the kidney. It's only because DNA is an exceptional molecule that can absorb and transfer energy and ideas quantumly. It's a quantum transfer of energy and idea so that the person picks up the idea and it picks up the characteristic of the person giving them the DNA. Let's take that one step further. If I have a piece of DNA and I expose it to frequencies of benefit, it affects all the rest of the DNA in the universe. The same way that the person's kidney affects that person that receives it, no matter where the other person is in the universe, same thing about quantum field entanglement. If I have a piece of DNA and I expose it to positive good uh, frequencies, it affects all the rest of the DNA of the person, no matter where they are. So this is incredibly, well, uh, easy to not only to initiate, but it's very handy. You don't have to be standing around a device all day. It's just no matter where you are, you're at work, you're sleeping, that device, that remote technology, which is only like $180, will affect your DNA no matter where you are, reducing the effects of EMF and put, and detoxifying you from it. It's been proven in, in field research. Mm, okay. Are there any breakthroughs in treatment that you're working on? Uh, you know, like for what conditions and with, by which methods you know, surrounding EMF? I think the biggest thing that I, excites me these days is removing heavy metal toxicity to make people less vulnerable to Wi-Fi. Now, I've seen this time and again, where I have this person 
coming to me and they say, look, I can't be around Wi-Fi. I can't be around smart meters. I, and when I'm away from it, I feel so much better. I'm so affected by it. It's destroying my life. How can you help me? And I say, well, you know, if you're heavy, that heavy metal toxic, the Wi-Fi is just going to absorb into your body so much more because metal absorbs electromagnetic fields and radiation. And I see this time and again. So I help them detoxify heavy metals by through sweat therapy and using something called frequency-specific microcurrents. And this is something called the microgen that we can wear around our body. It's just a little frequency generator about the size of a cell phone. We hang around a lanyard around our neck and we plug it in and attach it to tens pads and we can transfer any positive frequency from the spooky tube database for anything like treat a cold to help with your back pain, or we can use it to decrease the negative effects electro of electromagnetic fields. So we can detox and prevent uh, any electromagnetic field from affecting us by wearing this device, which transfers positive frequencies into the body on a long-term continual basis. So I'm pretty psyched out about that, not only making people less vulnerable to Wi-Fi by removing heavy metals, but also by wearing this device, which is even more powerful than the quantum field, in transferring frequencies directly into the body through tens fats. So that's pretty exciting work, I think. I've seen those stickers on Amazon that you put on your phone to block Wi-Fi. And I mean, you know, have you seen what, what stuff out there? Have you seen that's just BS that claims it works, but doesn't? I, you know, that's a good question. But, you know, I've seen those stickers that are supposed to transmit, transmute, I would say, some of the negative effects of the Wi-Fi. But I've never had a chance to measure any of that. I've never looked at it, although I think they're popular. There's some, I'll tell you one crazy thing that I experienced is what we call enhanced energy systems, which are these devices that transfer scalar energy as well as some sort of commands for the immune system that it's kind of far out stuff. Um, it's developed by this sort of guru of alternative medicine. It's called, you'd have to look it up. It's called enhanced energy systems where you're sitting next to this device that sort of looks like all these different colors in the screen and it transmits scalar energy and other frequencies which uh, aid the body in repairing itself. I've actually done two hours of it. It was interesting. It seemed to help me with a few different minor things that I'm dealing with. But that, supposedly, there are devices which can be charged with scalar energy that you can wear, which would help you deal with probably negative effects of EMFs. So that's kind of the newest stuff. I haven't tested it. I have one of those devices, but I haven't I haven't tested it, and I haven't really tested those sticker devices. I mean, it's not going to interfere with your Wi-Fi. Otherwise, your 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 freaking phone wouldn't work. But I think it's rather probably transmuting some of the negative effects of the Wi-Fi and the cell phone signal. But how well it does that, I don't know. I haven't never tested it. What are a few things that someone can do, maybe without equipment, to mitigate some of the effects of uh, a VMF on themselves? Okay, well, I've heard... I've I've listened to many a interview, many an interview with with people that claim that the you know by increasing antioxidants, fruits and vegetables, and by simply drinking good filtered water, you know water absorbs certain magnetic fields and energy, and if you're constantly you know drinking and obviously getting rid of water, whether it be through sweat or urination, you could potentially be expelling some of the effects of the negative effects of the magnetic field uh, through the water. You can also imprint water. So imprinting water is kind of going back to, you know, the Japanese scientist who was able to expose crystallized, you know, frozen ice crystals to positive energies from people meditating and people saying, I love the water and all this. You know, it sounds kind of hippie, hippie, light your candle, sing the kumbaya a bit. Can I get a quick hug? But it's actually been proven that our minds can transfer energy into water. 
So if you say, I love this water, and then freeze it, it will form ice crystals of beautiful symmetry. But if you say, I hate you, water, you can go to blank, blanking, blank. The water crystals will look uh, non-symmetrical and somewhat ugly. The same thing can be said for plants. Plants are mostly water. So if you say, you hate the plant, I hate you. Oftentimes, the plant will not grow as well as when you say, I love the plant and surround the plant with, you know, happy energy, if you will, for lack of better, beyond a hippie term. <laughs> um, we can say that that those thoughts, you know, the new ideas of quantum entanglement, are, our thoughts become a reality. So our thoughts are energy, and energy can be positive or negative, and positive energy can cause us to have better luck and a better life and a better reality. All right, is that far enough out for you? <laughs> No, no. Yeah. I just wanted to get your take on it. So, okay. What, where's a good place for people to uh, kind of get a, a primer on, on the effects of EMF? Any books that you recommend or any websites or videos? Like where, yeah. where can people look? Absolutely. There's a book called The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg. And it's a book all about the effects, negative effects of EMFs since the very beginning, since the beginning of electricity in the 1700s, when people looked at that static electricity and how they were negatively effective and how, how human healthy human bodies absorb EMFs and electrical impulses, electrical, uh, just say electrical signals better than people who are sick. And I think that's because the cells readily absorb it more when they're, when they're charged up. So there's that. I think that book is a great read. My website, drbillmcgraw.com, will have this recent seminar that I did for Spooky 2, which is going about talking about all some of the stuff I talked about today, but also all the Spooky 2 Rife equipment and how you can use it to mitigate the effects of EMFs, how the program works, how long you have to use it. I also present information in every single seminar now about how to get rid of heavy metals out of the human body with sweat therapies, intestinal binders, sulfur compounds, and of course, spooky two equipment on a regular basis. And I've got actual data using something called the quantum magnetic analysis analysis machine, which I sell on my website. It's only $185 and I've validated and correlated, correlated the actual accuracy and precision of this machine to measure uh, heavy metals. It's frequency-based. It measures magnetic fields in the body. So it will, me it will measure the status of organs, organ systems, heavy metal toxicity in the human body, as well as mineral deficiencies. And this device has only come of age, the technology within the past year, because years ago, let's say three years ago, when I measured it, I got this device and measured it. It was in, it was, it was inaccurate. And I said, well, I, you know, there's nothing I can do with this. It doesn't work. And then I kept watching it, watching it. And then I saw it actually, the technology changed to the point where it was very accurate. So I began to test it against Spooky 2 scalar scans, looking at heavy metal toxicity. I began to test it against hair tests in terms of mineral deficiencies heavy metal toxicity, and I was able to validate and correlate this new technology. Well, immediately I jumped on board. I contacted a particular manufacturer of the 2223 model of the quantum magnetic analysis, and I sell it on my website, drbillmcgraw.com. It's only $185. So I was able to make it, I was able to offer it at a really reduced price by contacting a manufacturer who was, who was, who was creating and, and making that new version of this of this technology and the software. So that's been a big success for people. And then I, I mm. uh, consult the people for, for heavy metals and so on. And one last thing is you can use the coupon bill 1020 at the spooky2-mall.com website to get 5% off of any Spooky2 order, including the microgen, which is H-E-A-W-E-A.com, hewe.com for the microgen. How's that? No, that's great. That's great, Bill. Thank you again, as usual, for coming and sharing your knowledge. Are there any, just to let people know, are there any future topics that you're researching right now that you're hoping to come back and talk about? I think, you know, just the effect of the frequency-specific microcurrents were one millionth of an amp currents put into the body to increase glutathione production. That's a biggie. 
that I'm working on now to reduce heavy metals in the body rapidly. I mean, within like a week, I could see 10% reduction in heavy metals in the human body, but only under certain specific conditions and taking certain supplements and intestinal binders do I really get the benefit. So that's big. There's new NLS technology, which is transmitting frequencies all through headphones. I'm looking into that, but that's a ways away because I'm so incredibly busy right now. Consultations. If you want to have a consultation with me regarding Spooky 2 training, how to use the equipment and and killing cancer. I, I do it every day of my life. Go to my website, drbillmcgraw.com and contact me at drbillmcgraw at gmail.com and I'll respond to you and give you my schedule and tell you when I could meet with you using Zoom, right? All right. Okay. Very good. Bill, thank you again for coming back on the podcast. I appreciate thank, it. Thank you very much for having me. Look forward to doing it again. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.